screen for Go. They're racing. He says Go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello, welcome to a special edition of the Sprint Lane Podcast. Paul Cochran with you. Hey, we're back after a little little while um, in hiatus, I guess, for the Sprint Lane. But I can't think of a better time to bring back the show than in Eureka Week. I've got the racing manager at Club Menangle, David Watson, with me in the, uh, the co-host chair. Wanna, you've worn many hats on this show. This is a different one again. Welcome, mate. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I, I usually wear a lot of hats, especially in the hot weather out at Menangle. Got to pre- protect the noggin. What but, um, an exciting what week. What an exciting week, but what a great day we've just had. So we are recording this show live from the Museum of Contemporary Art, right in the heartbeat of Sydney here in the Rocks, where we've just witnessed the barrier reveal. We've had an intimate little lounge-setting show from Birds of Tokyo. We've had our ambassadors. It has been fantastic with people, uh, I guess, in blue. When I, we've talked about the Eureka for so long now. It's, we've got signs of life. It's fantastic. Isn't it good, the barrier draw? Perfect backdrop, and I think a perfect barrier draw. Jeez, it's going to create some interest. Hasn't now. it created interest? Like Already. So, so let's, let's go through it. So, I mean, the three big guns in the betting have been Leap to Fame, uh, Catch a Wave, and Captain Ravishing. Bang, bang, bang. All on the outside. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible how the, how the marbles have fallen. Out. And we've already seen movement in the market uh, from that barrier reveal. Uh, I think uh, Leap to Fame was $1.70. He's moved out to $1.80. Uh, catch a wave, being one inside him, which I know is all important. Uh, he's come in a couple of points, so it's amazing what that barrier draws, does. isn't it? And, and that's the that's the vagaries of our sport too, isn't it? That we can see that that volatility in a market based on a barrier draw. Um, I, I think you're right. Perfect how how it played out. The fact that we were able to to get movement in market so early based on how the marbles fell. Yeah, just incredible. Like, yeah, you. Sometimes you, you do need the barrier draw to make a race, especially we've seen it with Miracle Miles and that, but it, you couldn't have scripted that better, um, especially with the two three-year-olds. You've got Captain Hammerhead in barrier one, a Lost Storm will come into two, and Cypher's in three. Uh, just amazing that those horses are side by side. Some of these horses, they'll never race against each other again. That's what's so great about this race. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's 2,400. It's so unique, but they will never, ever race in this sort of capacity again. So what a great race for the inaugural running of... Eureka. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Wano. We're going to roll people through slot holders, participants, connections of horses and get some response. Now, I guess one horse that has been on the lips of everyone for the past week is Captain Ravishing. We've got the team from Team Zav here. G'day, guys. Thanks for being in Sydney. Thanks for being on our show. You're the first guest on the, on the Sprint Lane podcast today. Well, apart from Wano. We're calling him a host today, though, not necessarily. <laughs> right. So, reaction to the draw? Um, yeah, no. Nah, I was happy with the draw. I was really happy, you know, I, like it comes out of seven, um, you know, once all the emergencies are out. Uh, the other two, like Catch a Wave and Leap the Fame are on his outside, so he's got a lot of options, you know, so no, I'm just, uh, yeah. I was more excited actually to see him go around, actually yesterday in the trial, and he actually showed what he can do as a racehorse, you know, he's, he's very fast, the camp, you know, talking to Ahmed, very happy with the horse, so all fingers crossed, yeah. Look, Danny, a lot of people have had opinions about this horse, and I, I know it could have been frustrating to yourself, 
and to Ahmed, but all along, Ahmed's been really confident. You've been really confident. It was just speculation from people that weren't informed of what was happening. And when you've seen that result yesterday with the trial and Captain Ravishing, what we know he can do, yep. it must have been very satisfying to put all those doubters to bed. Well, it was because all the talks been about that horse, like, hasn't it? He was favourite. Yeah. He was favourite early. You know, I really went out on a limb, lost my kidney over him <laughs> to try and secure the horse. But no, nah, no, nah, look, we got the horse early, uh, you know, and I still believe that the horse is the best horse I've actually seen in my time in the sport, like, go around. You know, he's got what he's done. He's got freakish speed. Yeah. Yep. And I know it's 2,400, yep. but in a race like this, yep. you're yep. going to need freakish speed at yeah. some stage. Yeah. I know he's first up and all that, and there's a lot of talk and all that, but I still believe if if he gets a right run, they'll know he's there, you know. So you can dispel the myth. The horse isn't battling. It. Like, no. there's been... No. <laughs> I don't, what do you believe? There's been yeah. Urban Myth 101 for the last week about this horse, but it seems like these stories seem to have followed... Your horse, no matter where he's gone. From the beginning, from the absolute beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, we did go early. Um, the stories have been out there. Are we doing the right thing? Is he wise and he's starting? But, you know, the team knew what they were doing from the start. Um, they got him up here. They've climatised him. They've trialled him. He's had a hit out against, you know, his uh, our other horse about time. He did fabulous and it was great to see him. Had him down in Geelong. Um, he had his you know, hit out in Melton. So he's definitely had some of those good runs and we've seen some fantastic times. What I've seen too, I think he's come up here a lot earlier. Like there was a little bit of conjecture when he come up with the chariots and uh, the Miracle Mile about him settling in. He probably didn't settle because he was only here a couple of days before. He's had really a lot of time now to acclimatise. Um, He's been at the track. He hasn't had to be the travelling in the float for the eight hours and stuff like that. He's been able to settle in. And I think you've seen the improvement from his trial last Wednesday to Tuesday just gone yesterday. Being able to acclimatise and be in the surrounds, he just seemed a lot different horse. He was a lot more relaxed, but he still had that brilliant speed. Yeah. 100, yeah. 100%. I was just going to say that people seem to for, forget he's a very good first-up horse. So not having a race run, I don't think it's going to affect him one bit. I think that we're going to see, you know, when he races, fresh, he's very good. So, you know. And the way he's going to have to race too, I think you've got the right pilot too. Greg yeah. Sugars. He sort of reminds me a little bit of Gavin Lang, just cool. Yeah, nothing really phases him. Um, nice hands, soft hands, and I think that'll play to his favour in this race because there's a couple of egos in the race, salute <laughs> to fame, catch yeah, away, yeah, which is great, and that's the theatre of the race, and that's what this race has been able to bring. So there's a couple of egos, so I don't think there's going to be any cheap quarters which is going to suit Captain Ravishing yeah. in the run either. Greg's a world-class driver, so when they said that they were going to have him on board, I was really excited, you know, because he, know, he actually knows knows how to drive in the big races, and so... He's he dominated Europe with the Trotters, so... There yeah. you go, yeah, okay. and look, Lan, his uh, record speaks for itself. The big question mark, though, can Captain Ravishing do it at Menangle? Because this is the question mark around Captain Ravishing that many people have got. What's your, what do you guys think? I think he can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, if, if you... Um, like, he's had the two runs there, had the Chariots and the Miracle Mile. Well, the Chariots, he comes second at a catch-a-wave who was flying at the time, and obviously that was his... Being his first start at Menangle, some horses can be found a little bit wanting, but I still thought his run in the chariots, it was super. In the Miracle Mile, he had to come from well back, 
it was always going to be hard. Even Lazarus couldn't do it. You know, so <laughs> so when you look, I think his form's really good, and I think yeah, I honestly think that we can win it. Yeah, you know? I love your, your confidence. Here, your wife's here, and it's great. I know you love a bet. Do you like those odds? I love the odds. I'm yeah. already on. <laughs> what are we saying? I'm at already the on at better odds. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> what are we saying? Seventeen dollars. He got out to about got out at the seventeen. Yeah, yep. yeah. I got on. Roughly at 15, so I'm happy with that, you oh, know. There's, yeah, a, there's you a double know. up now. <laughs> yeah. There's a double up. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, guys, we wish you every luck. It's great to see you back in Sydney. Uh, we yeah. love this horse. We love watching him on TV. Can't wait to see him up, up close yeah. and personal again. Yeah. And I really hope we see the best of Captain Ravishing on Saturday night for you and, and for racing fans because yeah. Ra- Captain Ravishing at his best is a pure delight for a yeah. racing fan yeah. to experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know? yeah. That's fantastic. We look, look the, ho- the horse flesh on the night. It's just going to be fantastic. There's all good authors in that race, you know, all deservedly. Happy days. Well, good luck, guys. Thank you for being being here. Um, Hey, Wano, look, you know, Captain Ravishing, probably the X factor in the race to, to, you know, some extent. And again, I think what I just said there is right. We... we, um, we don't know what we're going to get, and that's what's exciting about Captain Ravishing. You've got to have an X factor in these big races, and that's what he provides. Yeah, oh, well, I'll tell you what, the, uh, one of the horses that was signed up very early for the Eureka was, uh, was Catch a Wave. Um, coming in just in impeccable form, can't do much more, proven at Menangle. Daniel Cordain is the slot holder. Daniel, I reckon you're pretty happy with the horse you've got on your hands. Oh, mate, I'm over the moon. I think we, we got the great, we've got a very good barrier. Uh, I think barrier eight gives us a lot of options. Um, but I think uh, we'll go. F- I think he'll go for- uh, forward, and you know, and let everyone try and beat him. Now, so Paul, what, were you, what were you hoping for? Just, just on the barrier. What were you hoping for before the, uh, the number came out? Six, seven, or eight. Yep. So you got kind of what you, yeah, what you were hoping yeah, for. And, yeah. Yep. Now I've got to be a little bit careful on my questions here because <laughs> I am the racing manager of Club Angle and Daniel Cordina is <laughs> on the board, so I'm going to be really careful. <laughs> Daniel, it was a really strategic move to get that horse before those feature events, those four, four-year-old feature <coughs> events earlier in the year. So you've got to remember, they, Cordina Racing got catch a wave before the chariots and before the Miracle Mile. It must have been so enforcing when he come out, won the chariots so dominating, but then even more so, mm. dominated what was a great field in the Miracle yeah. Mile. <coughs> Whatever the offers were, it must have been going your way a lot better after those well, races. Well, we, um, <coughs> we looked at the races more so when we got the, um, got the slot. And uh, I asked um, Andrew Kelly what horses... <coughs> excuse me. What horses you think is is available? You know, he said Captain Ravishing, uh, Leap to Fame, yep. catch, catch a Wave, and things like that. So I thought, oh well, Leap to Fame is is gone. <laughs> Pretty hard to get him. Well, I I was Yane <laughs> as a slot holder. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was cheeky enough to ring up Grant and see if he was available. So well, I, and it's not really worth offering one hundred percent of the prize money for <laughs> you. Is that's, it? that's exactly right. So I. Um, I, it was just, it was just, a, I, th- I knew it was gone. Just for a laugh anyway, yeah. might as well make the call. <laughs> yeah. Then I rang, uh, I rang up uh, Huss Tabor about cash, Captain Ravishing. After he won the Vic Bread, I think he won by about 20 odd, yeah. 20 odd metres. And my brother rang me up and said, get him. So I, I, anyway, he said, oh, he's got his options open and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, um, I, left, it, I left it at that. 
And then in the meantime, I rang up Andy Gath and, um, and uh, I couldn't get him. And um, he, he um, sent a message with Robbie Morris when he was down there that Andy wanted to talk to me. So I rang him up and um, he said, yeah, we're keen to go with Catch a Wave. You know, so, uh, good guess. I, I, and that was back in October, October, November. So yeah. we basically had him back in October. Yeah, and look, and Andy was pretty upset at the time because he thought he deserved like that X Factor invite into the Hunter Cup. Yeah, and, and even though he hadn't had a lot of racing before That's that, right. he was he was a bit upset about missing that yeah. run. So that would have been even forcing because the Hunter Cup over the longer distance yeah. gives you some confidence yeah. going well, into the twenty four hundred. Well, he wanted it. He he said to me, he said he wanted to go into the Hunter Cup as a three year old. So I thought, yeah, I said, is he is he it was is he up to it? And he, and he said. He said, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to put him in. So, He's a quality animal. Yeah, very quality. And anyway, um, when he come and won out, when he come out and won the um, chariots, I thought, no, well, this, this is good. And I thought, my $17 is looking good. And it is now. <laughs> and then uh, when he won the Miracle Mile, I said, my, my $17 is even looking better. <laughs> so, you yeah, know. I don't think you'll get that now. Oh, yeah. So what, what can you tell us about how the horse is going? I mean, you're going to have probably better... You know, comms with, you know, look, with Andy the, and Kate Gath around how catch look, a wave's to going. To be quite honest, I'm not the one to go and ring him up every five minutes and say how the horse is going. How yeah. I've rang him up probably about two or three times in the last month just to see how the horse is ticking over. The t- horse is ticking over very well. He was very happy with the um, when he ran second down in that free-for-all in Melbourne. He was still happy with the run. Uh, he probably kicking himself because he... You know, he just wasn't a hundred, <clears throat> wasn't wound up enough. But how and good was he in that? Oh, but in, in, in the free for all, in that free for all, he was he, he was he was super. And then, um, and then uh, he's gave, he, apparently he gave him a trial last week uh, on was it Tuesday? He he trialed yesterday. Yesterday, yep. and I believe sat he went last, sensational. That last, he was about six or seven lengths off him. They, the leaders got home in about 53, 54 seconds, so he's probably looking at a, something like a 52 and a half, 53 yeah, and, last and he's, half. And, he's, and, he's, and he won, won the trial, so I believe. He, so he looked really yeah, good Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't seen the trial. I, I, I tried to find it yesterday, but I couldn't find it, so I'll have a look again today. He'll be wound up for Saturday. Yeah, uh, and, I, and look, and, Andy's no mug. He, 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 he knows how to put a horse in a Andy's race, a and he knows, how, he knows how to prepare He's a horse. He's a group one oh, and you, trainer oh, at yeah. multiple levels. And oh, I yes. think you've got a very underrated driver in Kate Gaff, oh, too, okay. and look, one of the I, nicest people on the planet, too. One look, she's not underrated. She's a yeah. great driver. She's, she's a very, great, There's very an good iconic driver. shot of Kate when she won the Miracle Mile. She's smiling about 20 metres before the pace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. She knew what it was about. It's fantastic. Well, Daniel, best of luck on Saturday night. It's going to be fantastic to see Catch a Wave go around. Obviously, a proven proven established horse at Menangle that, that many of these you know contenders in this race can't say. He's not an established horse. He's a chariot's fire miracle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So And um, not only that, he can run twenty four hundred metres on his ear. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that, love that, it. that's that's the good part about it. Good luck, Daniel. Okay. Thank yep. you. Go well Saturday okay. night. Uh, one oh I think we talked about we talked about Captain Ravishing being probably the X factor that maybe we don't know what we're gonna get out of out of a horse. To me cap catch a wave feels like the one we, we can sort of bank on in a way, like you know, there's a reliability. I earlier, Paul, there's two egos in this race. There's huge egos, and their horses twelve and thirteen. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So you know, I, I think that's what's exciting about this race. It's the, the unpredictability. Hey, um, one man who, well, Wayne and Julie Loder had a, had a slot locked in um, and, and made a commitment to 
picking a horse from the Western region, giving away a percentage of that through a race book incentive scheme through the, through the Western region across different, different race meetings and stuck true to the commitment to get a horse from the Western region. Just so it happens to be one that one your own. G'day, Wayne. Oh, yeah, we go. Good, mate. It's, we've been trying to, have to talk to you about the Eureka, and now we're in the same room. It's fantastic. Uh, look, Rip, Rip, probably we don't know what we're going to get. Has trialled okay, and then in race conditions has probably you know, been indifferent. Um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. We uh, obviously had a bit of a check of preparation with him being injured a couple of months ago uh, through a bit of a span in the works and to the extent where we weren't sure he was going to make it or not. Mm. Um, but since then, he's, uh, he's come back. He's, as you say, worked good, trial good. Um, he's, uh, his couple of race starts on the face of things mightn't have looked quite good, but he did what he had to do in those races. Um, you know, there was uh, excuses, I suppose, in certain ways, but um, we're happy where he's at now anyway, and uh, uh, Wayne, we're, in, we're in the race. So. Wayne, talking to Doug too, like two starts ago, he found the, he really found the line hard. Come, I think he said about three fence, hit the line really hard. The other night he led, and Doug has said this, the horse gets out in front and sort of has a bit of a gaze. It's a long straight at Menangle. He's got plenty to gaze at. There's screens. There's everything that's happening. There's the lights. And he switched off a little bit last start because when the horse come back, his heart rate was um, still fantastic. Like he hadn't gone around. Look, and to be honest, he'd had a lot of time off. He'd been injured. He'd been in a paddock that I'd probably been in when we put a few kgs on, which he had. He's had those three runs now and a couple of trials. One thing is that the commitment and support that Doug's shown this horse has been unwavering. Yeah. And sure, he yeah. gave you confidence the other night where a lot of people might not, but his confidence in the horse was unwavering with you and everyone else after the last week's run. And he said you'll see the real route coming out this Saturday night. Oh, for sure. And Dougie knows him better than anyone else. He's, he's done all his work basically since he come from the healing sale. So he knows him inside out. He knows what his mannerisms are, how he's feeling. And, uh, yeah, as you say, he was happy that... The way he hit the line two starts ago was perfect, uh, and last start, so we had the excuse of being out in the front and getting a bit lost for it because he's still a relatively yeah. uh, lightly raced horse and yeah. an experienced horse and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that wasn't a big concern, and he's certainly not going to be leading on Saturday night. That's so another that's thing. I'm not preempting anything. Yeah. Yeah. He won't be in front this week. He'll be no. following a speed. Yeah. There'll be no cheap speed. We've said this a few times. Watch out for goes the There will be no cheap speed yeah. in this race. Exactly. Like from the 1200, they're going to be motoring. It's going to be. I suppose, last man standing in that straight. And this horse has done it before at Menangle. He loves that long straight. He's come from behind one of those big races. Um, he's one of those horses that will be standing up at the end. Yeah, that's right. And so probably his, his most notable run in his career was the second in the derby in Victoria last year where he, he came from a long way back. It was an amazing run because he drew yeah, barrier 13 yeah, or something. Yeah, he was, he was way out the back and, and looked like no chance but, but hit the line super. And over the longer distance. Over the longer distance. Soon, yeah. So, yeah, all that points towards, you know, hopefully a, a good show. We've got a lot to get to. Just the story. Dougie Hewitt was responsible for picking the horse out at the yearling sales. Or th- what's the story there? No, no. We're, Bernie and I went to the sales and, and, yep. and picked him out. Um, yep. I sort of picked him out by the book to start with, and then looking at him, he, he was that impressive. We we just had, had to have him. And uh, yep. but when he came home and he got off the float at Bernie's place, Dougie took a shine at him straight away and. He said, he's mine, I'll look after him. So. He's had a few setbacks in his career, though, hasn't he? He has. He, he missed all his two-year-old uh, yep. season, basically, had one start, and, um, and then uh, slashed a tendon and was out for 12 months. And So, yeah, he's, uh, he's had a pretty rough run. He's had the broken bone this year, so he's, he's had a rough, uh, rough couple of years, and I think he deserves his shot. 
Mate, I, know, I, I know what, what he feels like. Broken <laughs> tendons and bones and stuff. We've all been there, We've all been, all been yeah. there. Mate, best of luck. It's fantastic that, as I said um, when we introduced you, 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 know, you made a commitment to Western Region Horses. You've stuck true to that. Um, it's going to be fantastic to see one come out of racing heartland for us here, here in Harness Racing in New South Wales. Good luck to you and Julie, mate. And you know, your commitment to harness racing, particularly in the Western region, is, uh, is un, you know, unmatched. Yeah. And uh, go well, mate. Really excited to see how you go on Saturday night. Cheers. We're really looking forward to it. Good, Thanks, on, you, good yeah. on you, Wayne. Hey, um, uh, my ultimate Ronnie's a horse that we saw burst onto the scene as a, as, as a, a young horse. We were so much talk about my ultimate Byron at the time, but we said my ultimate Ronnie's the one at three and four is going to be the – the better I think Jared had a, big, a bigger yeah. opinion going opinion. forward of Ronnie than he did of Byron yeah. at the time, well, and he said that. I'll tell you what, the man who's going to be the pilot for Miltimer, Ronnie, is with us now, Cameron Hart. G'day, mate. Morning, guys. Mate, what's your thoughts on that draw? Because that's tough. Yeah, um, it's not ideal, that's yeah. for sure. But, um, you know, it's only a starting position, as they say. And, yep. um, yeah, we've just got to probably only drive him one way now, drive for some luck, and, um, yeah, I hope there's a brutal tempo early to bring Cam- us into the race. I know this is historic, Paul. There's a historic story with Steve Turnbull and Smooth Satin when he won the Inner Dominion at Harold Park. It was, uh, the Barry draw was done, and back then there was about there was 12 horses in the race. It was eight, seven across the front, five off the second line. He drew the outside of the second line. What it did for Steve, and he said that, it took all the pressure off him in the race because he didn't have to make decisions. He just, how the race panned out is how the race panned out. That could be a little bit with Ronnie. Like, all the pressure's off now. You're just going to follow these. And I've said this a couple of times. There's some egos in the race. There's going to be some speed in the race. You leap to fame's catch a wave. They're not going to give anything to each other. Sometimes all that pressure's off. You're just sitting behind them. This horse can hit the line hard, getting a trail up somewhere along the race, especially if they're running a 52 mile rate over 2,400. Uh, there's going to be a lot of tired legs coming up that long Menangle straight, and no one knows it better than you. Yeah, without a doubt, Wano. Uh, I think that's the way we've got to look at it for sure. Um, yeah, like like you said, use, uh, don't use him early. Hope that they all get into a bit of a, a war together, um, which it sort of looks likely now that they've all, you know, three of the big guns are drawn wide. So they're going to have to do a little bit of work to get forward. And yeah, that's going to be our advantage. Um, I think, you know, our last 400 metres is going to be our best for sure. And hopefully a few of the others it's not. Cam, just a real quick question. Uh, you get a lot of family support and a lot of friend support when you come to Menanga. What does it mean to be driving in the world's richest harness race? Oh, it just feels amazing, to be honest. Um, you know, coming from a little town in the Riverina to, you know, move to the city about six years ago. And uh, now for us to have the local race, you know, $2 million, it's incredible. And you know, it's not just Australia that's going to be watching this. I'm sure this is all over the world. So, um, yeah, just cannot wait to. Is your man going to let some other, someone else look after the Wagga um, galloping track for a couple of days? Yeah, it takes a race like this probably to have a couple of days off for him. So, um, yeah, he's definitely yeah, going to be here. That? How good's that? Yeah, and here you are, Harbour City, overlooking the Opera House, the Harbour Bridge. Um, it's a fantastic setting, and I'm mate, really appreciate if you got here because it's a pretty hard place yeah. to get to. Oh, it is. It's a big effort. Um, mate, you've done just about everything over the last certainly. Two years, but the 12 months has just been fantastic. What would it mean to add Tabureka to your CV? Oh, definitely. It'd mean the world to, obviously, not just myself, but Jared Olchin. He's been a, a very hard worker in the industry for, you know, 10 or 15 years now in Menangle um, Park. So Tumby's been a big support of his, of his as well. Yep. Rob Watson got onto this horse pretty early too. He was picked out earlier in the year after, I think it was his four-year-old um, APG final win. So he got onto him pretty early as well. So he's seen the potential in the horse. Yeah, 100%. He's, uh, Ronnie's he's always been a great horse and, um, you know, he's never won, uh, run a bad race. So 
hopefully uh, Saturday you can bring his best. Yeah, All right, good sure. on your camp. Go well, mate. Uh, good luck from out there in the bleachers. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, hey, so much talk about Captain Ravishing, Wano. Um, but I reckon his trainer's going to know a bit better than us, mate. Oh, look, yeah, we've had Danny on earlier and he was so enthusiastic, especially after what's happened uh, with the horse the last couple of days. But you know, I've been speaking to Armour, who we've got here now. Um, yeah, his confidence has been unwavering as well in the horse. And it's just nice to put those doubters to bed, isn't it, Armin? Yeah, well, all those questions will be answered um, come Saturday night. Um, look, I'm just, yeah, words can't describe. I'm actually really wrapped to be part of it. It's um, it's been a bit of a journey, uh, but Team Zav has been behind me. They've supported uh, myself, the family, the horse. Um, they've always had belief in the horse, and that's the main thing. So we 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 set out a plan just after the Miracle Mile. Uh, we've you know obviously the Eureka was the main target, so we thought you know we had to get the preparation right so we needed to obviously give him that bit of time to fully recover after the miracle mile and the chariots uh he he showed visible signs there that he he was screaming for the paddock so we thought we would you know really just give him that time and have belief that um he'll come to hand very quickly and you know i've got you know, I've done it before, so we've got we've got confidence in the horse. He doesn't need that, you know, hard racing like obviously some of our competitors have, have had. He's by Captain Treacherous, who yeah, he ticks a few boxes there, doesn't he? Well, if you speak to everybody in America, they all say the same thing about the Captain Treacherous. They don't need that hard training. So, you know, I've kept that in mind, and I've. Do you know what I like about this build-up too and like the conversations we're having now and the conversations that have been happening? It's a bit like a boxing um, promo, isn't it? It's sort of, you know, he's been, he hasn't had a fight for 12 months. Is he or isn't he right? Um, you've got certain sides saying he is or he isn't. But that's what this race has created. No other race would do that. What this has been, this theatre that's been created. And as I said, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a boxing promo. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, you're the trainer, you've got your boxer beside you, you haven't, okay, no one's seen you for the last 12 months, but just quietly behind the scenes, you've been punching the bag hard, the horse is ready, he's hard. No one knows that until we'll see it on Saturday night. Well, Wano, it's a bit like the Rocky movies. <laughs> Isn't it good? We've been, uh, we've been, you know, climbing those stairs, we've been running through the snow. Um, he's a very fast horse and he's an exciting machine. Um, I think, as we saw yesterday, that last... Final hit out at Menangle. He's exactly where I want him. Yeah. One last question for you, mate, because we're we're about to get kicked out of this room. (laughs) This is expensive real estate. Can he do it at Menangle, mate? That's the question everyone's got for Captain Ravishing. Absolutely. All right. That's confidence there. Sounds good. That's confidence right there. Go well, Ahmed. Thank you. Yep. Hey, um, fashion, big deal at this thing. Wano, you and I are a long way removed from that. I've been good with the horse questions. I am totally out of my comfort zone now. We're talking about fashion. I'll tell you, he's not. Grace Hayden. G'day, Gracie. Hello, boys. I mean, I think you look pretty good today. Oh, Ambassador, here, here to show us how it's done. And we had to get a Queenslander in, you know, to, to show us how it's oh, done, Wano. Of course. Yeah, just got to mix it up a little bit. Queensland spirit. It's just important. A, just a reminder where I'm from, Wano. <laughs> yeah. You know, representing Find the Blues flag. 
Great to have you on board. What are we looking for? Fashion's on the field. I think it's all about being a little bit creative, but I'm all for having your own individual flair. So today I had pearls with me, yes. being a beach girl, love my pearls. So I had to tie that into my outfit today. But yeah, just being yourself, but then also obviously tying in those spring trends. That's what I'm looking for. But it'll be a great night. I mean, there's $2,000 up for grabs for both the female and male first prize winners, and then there's lots of other fun Am I a chance of getting off the track at some stage? I'll have to talk to Bruce and, and the board. If have I can to do just something get off about the track. Hair. I have to do something about my hair, but if I can just get off the track for and a little while and get over, get over to the marquee. Yeah, you should, you and, should, and, definitely. And put a nomination in. Stuff. Yeah, I'll try. I'll do my best. I always do my best. Well, certainly bringing fashion, glamour, ticking all the boxes. But, Gracie, you've got a a horse that means a lot to you guys because the qualifier out of Racing Queensland came out of the Hayden, of course. Speak the truth. Yes, Yes. speak the truth. Named after your family, particularly your dad, cricket legend, Maddie. yeah, so a soft spot for Speak the Truth. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's such an honour for my family to have a race named after us and, you know, my dad's foundation, obviously, Shoreline Foundation. So it'd be a big deal if Speak the Truth could get up on the day. But, um, yeah, I've heard Leap to Fame is uh, also one of those. Queenslanders. Very good. Well, I've got to go for a Queensland horse. Of course. Yeah. And Speak the Truth is a really, really, really top-line horse. He's raced in a lot of good races, had a lot of good battles, and he's just been behind him. But I think he's just coming into his prime right now. And it's really good because Trambo by Shannon Price, the price name synonymous with harness racing yeah. in Queensland. It would be a great result. So many great storylines through this race, Wano. Um, Grace, fantastic to have you here. Yeah, thanks um, for having me, boys. You know, you, you did an amazing job there on the barrier reveal. Gave us a little insight and a little few pointers, Wano. That's what yeah. we need. Yeah. Particularly us blokes. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get exactly. past that marquee at some stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put me well, number up. Do it. Okay. Enjoy your stay in Sydney. You Can't wait to see you on Saturday night. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Grace. One over been fanboying a little bit. Birds of Tokyo have been here. They gave us three songs. There was a few head in there. Hey, there was a few head nodders. I haven't seen head nod before. They, they are going to take it. They're going to ramp it up and take it next level uh, on Saturday night. Now, how do people get there? They've got to go online, Club and Angle. There's still tickets. You can yeah. still get a ticket. Oh, look, at uh, restaurant sold out. Tanya Harris Marquee sold out. We've still got one or two tickets in the Lawn Marquee party. Um, it's all inclusive. That's a beverage and food package. That's going to be really exciting because it's actually located right beside the stage. So prime spot, you know, the racing finishes, you turn around, there's the Birds of Tokyo concert. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be unbelievable. The biggest night in harness racing that we have seen in a long, long time. It's the inaugural Tab Eureka. Of course, Sky One, Sky Racing Active, and of course, Sky Thoroughbred Central. We're all over it. Yep. Saturation coverage, you cannot miss it, but the best place to be is get to the track if you can. You've got to get on the Clubman Angle website, register for a ticket. Make sure you don't miss out on the chance to witness history right in front of us. The field is sorted. Gracie just told us the fashions is sorted. We've seen firsthand that the music is sorted. Why not? Let's get it on. Absolutely. Thanks, can't, Paul. Can't wait. All right. Thank you for uh, tolerating this revolving door of guests in this uh, special episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast. It's been wonderful back on the microphone to talk about harness racing and this great event that we've got coming up. Um, Saturday night, Tab Eureka. Don't miss it.